Good morning, everybody. Welcome to the second morning devotional of 2022. I'm just looking for the live thing on YouTube so that I can see your comments and so that I can greet you. Hello, everybody. So, yeah, please comment, please participate. It's nice for me to see, um, you know, if, you, if something blesses you or something. And, uh, yeah, if you have something to add, go for it. So, so bless you. All right. Hi, Janine. It's good to see you. Good morning, everybody. All right, so um, I'm going to start in Psalm 119, and um, before you log off, it's not going to be the whole one. <laughs> I'm just going to read out of the one. This thing doesn't want to go on even. There it goes. Okay, well, I'm just going to, this, there's just something specific I want to say, so, um, so let's just start here. The Psalm 119 Verse 160 says, the sum of your word is truth, the total of the full meaning of all your individual precepts. And every one of your righteous decrees endures forever. Okay, so the word endures forever. We know that First Peter 1 says it, uh, Isaiah, which it, what's it, Isaiah 40 says it. So uh, the sum of your word is truth. Every one of your righteous decrees endures forever. So um, the word, the word is what is eternal. The word is what gives life. It's really important to note. In First Peter one, he says, uh, "All flesh is like grass, and the flower of the grass fades and drops off, but the word of the Lord endures forever." And this word is the gospel that was preached to you. So on Sunday, uh, I, sp I spoke about Jesus coming and saying in Mark chapter three, he says, uh, "Since the kingdom." is now at hand, he says, uh, uh, repent and believe the gospel. Mark 4, he says, repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand, like John the Baptist said it in, in Matthew chapter 3. Okay, so, so uh, repentance means we take the word of the gospel of Jesus Christ, which is the eternal word and which brings life. The other, any other word, and the other word that you find in the word is the law, was for a temporary time. Galatians 3 says it was um, meant to be in effect until the seed should come, uh, until the time for reformation, says uh, Hebrews chapter 9. So it was for a specific time. Second Corinthians chapter 3 says it was a glory that was to fade and pass away. The glory of the, of the grass fades, you know, the flower fades and drops off. So the law is, is a fading thing. It's a natural uh, speaking of natural, because then the the people, uh, it, the focus is placed on people, and people are flesh, and flesh is like grass. So the standard of the law is spiritual, and that's why no one could do it, right? But if we really want to live, if we want eternal life, you know, the, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son, so that whosoever believes in Him might not perish but have eternal life. So if we want eternal life, uh, we need the eternal Word which is life and which is light, John 1 verse 4. All right, more, more, more that we can say, but let's just continue. Some of your word is truth, and each one of your righteous decrees endures forever. I'm tempted to go on the righteous thing, um, John, uh, Romans 8 verse 10, but you can search that up for homework. Okay, so, princes pursue and persecute me without cause, but my heart stands in awe of your words, Dreading, dreading violation of them far more than the force of prince 
or potentate. Okay, so dreading violation of the word. So we don't want to be a violation, in violation of the word. We don't want to, our, our mouths to speak words that is in violation of the word. We want to speak the words of God. Okay, so, uh, so this means he is more careful or more afraid of saying the wrong thing than he is of you know, some kind of army coming up against him, some kind of king or ruler coming up against him. So it's more important to keep your own tongue in check and to speak the word instead of anything else uh, than to, to fear rulers of nations. It's crazy. Okay, so verse 162, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great spoil. So the word is a treasure, you know. If anyone has my words and keeps them, John chapter 14, verse 21, he's the one who really loves me. And I will show myself and reveal, manifest myself to him. Amplified, I will make myself clearly seen by him uh, and make myself real to him. Okay, and then he says in verse 23 in John 14, if anyone keeps my word or treasures my word, uh, I will come and dwell with him and the Father will come and make are dwelling with him. Okay, so he says, I rejoice at your word as one who finds great spoil. It's a, it's a treasure. All right? I hate and abhor falsehood, but your Lord do I love. Okay, so don't, don't be um, uh, frightened because the word law is there. The word law is all through the, through the Psalms and, and Psalm 119, even Psalm 1. Blessed is the man who walks not after the counsel of the ungodly, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. So, just know this, the law of the Lord uh, has now been, the law of Moses has now been replaced or fulfilled, and the better thing, the greater, higher law has been given, the law of the spirit of life in Christ Jesus that has set us free from the law of sin and death. So we have a law, but the law is the Holy Spirit that dwells on the inside of us, not the outward law engraved in letters on stone, because that brings death. Okay, so... In, in view of that, you know, the, oh, it's too much, I don't want to say everything. He says, I hate and abhor falsehood, but your law do I love. Your word do I love. The, what you, the sayings of the Spirit do I love. You know, John 6, 63, flesh has no benefit, fade, pass away, flower drops off. But the words that I have been speaking to you, the person Christ, the Spirit of God speaking to you, are spirit and they are life. So you receive the spirit by receiving the words of the spirit. This is so important. This is not just something else to say. This is so important. You receive the spirit by believing the word. The spirit is the word. The word is the spirit. And any word void of the spirit will kill you. That's the letter. All right. So I hate and abhor falsehood. Your Lord, do our life seven times a day and all day long do I praise you because of your righteous decrees. Praises. Imagine that. Praises coming out of him seven times or even more uh, a day because of his word, because of his righteous decrees. Now, just all your attention now. Great peace have they who love your law or your word. Nothing shall offend them or make them stumble. Do you want to live a life where you don't stumble? Do you want to live a life where you don't offend? Now, the word offend or offense uh, goes in two directions. And I think both is applicable. The one is offending someone, 
or offending some decree or some law, you know, against some, some law. So a traffic offense, you broke the law and you get a fine, you know. Uh, a criminal offense, you broke the law and you go to jail, okay. But uh, then there's something else like offense in a social context where you speak something that causes contention, <laughs> that causes people to take offense at the words. Okay, so there's, there's a taking offense and there's a giving of offense. All right, so he says, if we love the word of the Lord, nothing will offend them. With other words, uh, no, no one will offend against me, I will quickly forgive. But also, no, I will not take offense at anything and anyone. So this offense culture these days is totally against the word and totally against the spirit of God. You know, oh, I'm offended by this and I'm offended by that. You just proved how carnal you are. Oh, I'm offended by this. Shh, stop saying anything. Because what you're saying is actually you are not in control of your nature. You're not in control of your mind. You're not in control of your tongue. You're not control, in control of your body and even your bodily uh, urges. The, like Colossians chapter 3 verse 5 says, uh, there's sin lurking in your members. All right? So self-control or the control over your body uh, comes from having control over your tongue. All right. So, if we don't, uh, if we if we love the law of God, nothing will offend. So I don't take offense. And if I don't take offense and only speak the word of the Lord, I will. Uh, nothing will offend me. Nothing will make me stumble. Nothing will offend me. Nothing will make me offend. Any any law. Okay. So. It comes by loving the Lord, loving the Word, okay? So if I have a love for the Word and the Word is stored and treasured in my heart, He comes and makes Himself real to me. So my attention then is with Him and not with that guy did this, this guy said that, or someone comes, have you heard what that guy did? Did you hear what that guy... If someone comes bearing tales... They just proved that they are not in control of their tongue. They're not in control of their body. They're not in control of their thoughts. If you take tails and bear it, you just prove carnality. Okay? But if you love the word, Jesus manifests himself to you and he becomes more and more real to you. All right? We'll get to that a little bit later. But first, I've already touched on it a bit, but we're going to James chapter 3. Years ago, Prophet Quivers brought a word on no offense. And uh, I would advise you to listen to that message. You can contact Spirit Word Ministries and get it. Or maybe they have it on YouTube or something. But get that word, man. It's going to change your life. Where are we, James? Okay, James chapter 3. Verse 2 says, we all often stumble and fall and offend in many things. So he just said, we all don't really love the word. <laughs> not as much as we should. Okay. And if anyone does not offend in speech, 
never says the wrong things. He is fully a fully developed character and a perfect man able to control his whole body and to curb his entire nature. So before you want to point a finger and judge someone else and, and, and bear a tale of someone else's mistake, the first thing that you need to roll, rule over is your tongue. The first thing that you need to get in control is what you say. And what you say comes out of what you carry in your heart. And what you carry in the heart, if you treasure the word in your heart, John 14, 21, he'll make himself real to you. That comes out then. Okay, so just uh, we're going to continue in James chapter 3. I just want to quickly go to Matthew 12. And in Matthew chapter 12, Jesus basically rebukes the Pharisees. Okay, so they worked with words and even the scriptures. But uh, there was no life, there was no spirit, there was no control. There was All of it is flesh and all of it is death. So he says, verse 33, either, either make the tree sound healthy and good and its fruit sound healthy and good or make the tree rotten, diseased and bad and its fruit rotten, diseased and bad. For the tree is known and recognized and judged by its fruit. Your offspring of vipers. So they, the serpent seed, okay? A generation of vipers, says the King James. Offspring of vipers. How can you speak good things when you are evil? So we know that we have been made the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus when we believed him and confessed his name. So we receive his righteousness as a free gift in our hearts. We receive the spirit of God. We receive the word. We are born from the word. Says 1 Peter chapter 1 and says James chapter, uh, John chapter 1. So you are born of the word. Now the word is in your heart. You are born again. All right. So you are no more evil. So now just speak from that heart. All right? But now listen, he says, out of the fullness of the heart, the mouth speaks. So your first priority is to make sure your heart is full of the word of God. If your heart is full of treasures of revelation of the word of God, and out of the abundance of the treasures stored up in your heart, you rejoice at the, at the word like someone who finds great spoil. You know, you, if someone uh, really loves me, he will keep my word, treasure my word in his heart, and I will reveal myself to him. Okay, so out of the fullness of the heart, out of the abundance the, of the heart, the mouth speaks. The good man from his inner good treasure flings forth good things, and the evil man out of his inner evil storehouse flings forth evil things. So don't store evil things in your heart. Let it go. Don't keep a grudge. Don't hold a grudge. It's poison to you and to everyone who hears you. Don't tell stories about anyone else. Don't meditate upon the sins of anyone else. Meditate on the word. Think on the word. And then consequently speak the word. Be, be uh, intentional on really speaking the word. And it's not only doing a confession, oh, by stripes I'm healed, by stripes I'm healed, and then you never get healed. No, meditate on it. Take it in, drink it in, think on it. Make sure that word dwells in your heart and out of the abundance of the heart, speak it intentionally. Thank you, Lord, that by your words I'm healed. Believe what you say and say what you believe and believe what you say and say what you believe and keep on treasuring the words of spirit and life in your heart. Okay. 
I tell you, on the day of judgment, men will have to give account for every idle, inoperative, non-working word they speak. For by your words you will be justified and acquitted, and by your words will be condemned and sentenced. So I think the greatest reason why this whole world is so full of evil and everyone is just so, you know, it seems like everyone is losing their minds, especially, especially the offense culture and the cancel culture and all these wacky weirdos running around burning things. And, you know... Uh, it happens because people do not have control of their tongues and they're not taught to get control of their tongues. People don't have control of their tongues. Freedom of speech does not mean we take our tongue and we set the world ablaze with, with the lies of Satan. Uh, Satan meaning the accuser. Freedom of speech means that I'm free in the spirit to speak the word of God. And uh, we need to keep our tongues in check and speak the word only. All right. So, and just because the world and this humanistic system uh, recognizes a right, this doesn't mean that it's good for you to speak anything, even though you can't be prosecuted for, for it in a country with, with freedom of speech. For you, you destroy yourself if you just speak bad stuff, if you just speak anything that, you, that, you, that pops into your mind, because then you become... Uh, a mouthpiece for evil, and you, you create realities of darkness with your word. And uh, even more so, you're, you, you fill your whole being with darkness by the words that you speak. All right? so, so it's important for us to speak the word, to meditate the word, to speak the word, to meditate the word, to speak the word. If you love the word, nothing will offend you and make you to stumble. So if you can't stumble, it says here, James chapter 3, if, uh, if someone does not offend in speech, with other words, you're saying the word, you're speaking what the Spirit speaks, Jesus saying, uh, John chapter 12, I only speak as uh, I was given instruction by my Father. So I only say what He says. I only say what He says. I say nothing of myself. Okay, and that's why he was able to raise the dead. That's why he was able to heal the sick. That's why he was able to cleanse the lepers and open the eyes of the blind. It's because he was only speaking the word of the Father. It is so important. Okay, so he says he is a fully developed character and perfect man. Do you want to be perfect? What's perfect? It's fully matured. Perfection it means uh, you are not, uh, the building is complete. So it's completion. Okay. Able to control his whole body. So your body doesn't tell you what to do. You tell your body what to do. Okay? So Smith Wigglesworth, when they, when they asked him, you know, uh, you know, don't you ever feel like, you know, you just don't want to do this? Or don't you ever feel like, you know, you, you don't want to... You see, Smith Wigglesworth uh, doesn't ask his body how he feels. Smith Wigglesworth tells his body how he feels. <laughs> and this is something we need to learn. You speak a word over your body, and you get your body in check. Okay? Able to control his entire whole body and his entire nature. All right? So he says, but, you know, do you always feel great? He says, I, I always get up. I, I also get up in the morning, you know? So, so sometimes you just feel, uh, but you don't vocalize it. You just don't say it. You just say, body, get up. Go pray. 
Body, get up, go to work. Body, get up, go exercise or go pray or go, uh, you know, read the word. Or You don't want to do it because you don't feel like doing it, but you have control over your body speaking the word of the Lord. And you know by the Spirit of God, by prompting and the leading of the Holy Spirit, you've got to do something now, but you don't feel like it. He says, body, get up, you go do it now. Okay? So you can rule, you can have control of your whole body, curb your entire nature if you have control over your tongue. Okay, so he says, verse 3, If we set bits in the horses' mouths to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. So it's a small piece of metal that they put in the mouth of a horse. You just go, and it goes. You hold it like this, you just go, and the horse goes, and the horse goes, you know. Very little input, and the horse just goes. You don't even have to pull the horse, you just... Hint with your finger like this, and the horse goes. You know, I took horse riding lessons when I was small. We had horses on our farm and everything. Okay, so so um, so a horse reacts instantly. So the bits is a small thing, but that horse is big. There's no if you try and pull a horse, you don't you don't get him to cooperate. But if you have the thing on and the bit in the mouth, you know, you just you almost just suggest, and he just goes. He just follows you. All right. So if we set bits in horses' mouths to make them obey us, we can turn their whole bodies about. Such an amazing scripture. So if you can just get this tongue in check, you can turn your whole body about. You can tell your body what it's supposed to be, what it's supposed to feel. You can tell, you can have control over it. Okay. Likewise, look at the ships. Though they are so great and are driven by rough winds, they are steered by a very small rudder, wherever the impulse of the helmsman, helmsman determines. Even so, your tongue is a little member and it can boast of great things. See how much wood and how great a forest, a tiny spark, can set ablaze. <laughs> so imagine, you're just spreading a rumor. That's why people say, you know, I, oh, I had to, to quench fires on this side. We say in Afrikaans, you know, you have to, to kill the fires here and there. It's rumor spreading, okay? What, is, what are the rumors? It's just someone's tongue who is not in check. So if you listen to rumors about someone without going to, to find out yourself, then you don't prove yourself discerning. You prove yourself carnal. Because you don't have control over your tongue and you listen to anything and you don't value the word of God. I, I just saw that so many times and I take Prophet Kovas as an example because it was so pronounced. Um, so many times in social settings, you know, people would start to attack Prophet Kovas whenever they heard I was associated with him. So there was, <laughs> there was a good friend of mine from school. I really love him still, you know. We, I, Good, good guy, you know. Um, but a family member of his was a preacher, and we sat at, you know, at a lunch table, and he asked me what I was doing. I said, you know, I was full time in ministry in Potchefstroom, with uh, I was with partners now then. So he said, oh, good. So you're close to you can you can, uh, you can basically it's, it's an Afrikaans, but in English it comes down to you can talk. So loudly that you talk over someone, you know, uh, you, you can quiet that Kobus Forensberg guy. So I just told him, listen, you don't know what you're talking about. So I asked him, do you know him? No. 
Do you know what he preaches? No. Have you ever been there? No. So how can you say that if you don't know him? So, so he just sat there. So I said, listen, I know him. I know he's quick to forgive. He forgives people that doesn't exist. He forgives everyone because he's, he wants his heart pure. He's a man of love. You can feel the spirit around him. He never says a bad word about anyone. I know his wife, how she serves in the church, how hard she works, how she serves the people with a whole heart, how she serves the Lord with a whole heart. You know, and she prays for the sick and they get healed alongside with Prophet Goes. I know his children, they, they're mighty in, in miracles and in word, and they're, they're an awesome family. I know them. They know me and I know them. You've never been there and you say these things. So if you listen to, to things like that without going to investigate yourself, you prove yourself carnal. And somewhere you will, you will find a place where you, where you realize, okay, what I've said isn't even accurate, not even in the slightest. All right? So um, don't just listen to stories about especially preachers, but about anyone. Okay? Don't do it. Don't do it. If, if there's stuff going on, oh, they say that, they say that, they say that, especially if there's miracles, go find out for yourself. Go sit there. Go sit there. And then if the Spirit of God says, listen, this, this is not it, then, you know, you can quietly leave and you don't have to badmouth anyone. But if you go there and you find, man, this is amazing, then, you know, you found a treasure. Because mostly where something good is happening, where, where God is really moving, people will come up and say stuff. You know, they, Jesus had the Pharisees. You know, Paul had, had the Pharisees, the Jews, everyone standing against him. So there's opposition to people that actually says what God says. Right? So if you listen to the opposition, you're going to miss your treasure. So don't just listen to stories. Go find out for yourself. <laughs> just give someone a chance. Let them speak to you first before, before you just, you know, dismiss them. Okay. So uh, even so, the tongue is a little member. It can boast of great things. See how much wood, how great a forest, a tiny spark can set ablaze. And the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness set amongst our members, among our members, contaminating, depraving the whole body. So depraving is not depriving. Depriving is, you know, you deprive someone of something so you don't have. Depraving is you're kind of filled with wickedness and lust and all kinds of things. Okay, so he's depraving the whole body. So the whole body is filled with all kinds of wicked desires that's not supposed to be in the first place because the tongue is not in check. The tongue depraves the body. The tongue depraves the body. Just listen to the speech of people. Oh, if this, do you know what that even means? You know? so, and you say you struggle with what? Okay. Oh, that guy is a peep peep. Okay, but what are you struggling with in your own life? Doesn't it resemble what you just said? Okay. So he says, the tongue is a fire. The tongue is a world of wickedness. Set among your members, contaminating, depraving the whole body, and setting the fire on fire, the wheel of birth, the cycle of man's nature being itself uh, ignited by hell. So then your, your finances are in cycles. Then your moods go in cycles. Then your, you know, everything goes in cycles. Oh, uh, Going around the mountain when she comes, you know. So, so you, you, you write the same test and you fail it. And you write the same test and you fail it. And you write the same test and you fail it. If you're going to start getting 
uh, control of your tongue, in a moment you say the right thing and then, hey, you pass the test. Fruit comes. Hey, you passed this fruit time. So the more you speak the word of God, the more there's a manifestation of the word of God in you and around you, right? So more, the more there's a manifestation of spirit. So in this place, because we believe the word and we really preach the word, you can feel the manifestation of the, of the spirit of God. All right. So uh, what you say creates like almost like a cloud hanging around you. What you manifest... What you think, you know, it's like a cloud hanging around you, what you say, and it activates stuff around you. So if you talk trash, it's going to activate, you know, bad stuff, you know, in you and in, in other people. But if, you, if you're going to talk good stuff, man, you're going to activate angels. You're going to activate all the light, you know, and it's going to be glorious around you. All right, we need to land the plane. So John chapter 3. So remember, John said in John chapter 12, I only say, as I hear from my father, as my father has commanded me. So now he says in John chapter 3, verse 34. Just listen, it's so awesome. For since he, speaking of Jesus, for since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, proclaims God's own message, God does not give him his spirit sparingly or by measure, but boundless is the gift of God, uh, the gift God makes of his spirit. I'm going to read it again and you let it sink in. And maybe take this verse and highlight it and write, you know, a star and a stripe and a, and a heart and an exclamation mark and a, encircle it and, you know, do whatever you like. So he says, but just. Just dwell on this verse today. Since he whom God has sent speaks the words of God, God does not give him his spirit sparingly or by measure, but boundless is the gift God makes of his spirit. King James, for him, he whom God hath sent speaketh the words of God. For God giveth not the spirit by measure unto him. If you're going to speak the word of God only, you will walk in the spirit of God without measure. The limits that you experience in your life comes down to what you say. If you're going to say you're not going to make it, you're not going to make it. But if you speak the word of God only, then you will make it. All right? Don't prophesy them coming to take your car. Don't prophesy them coming to. Prophesy God's answer. Oh, God will provide all my needs according to his riches and glory in Christ Jesus. Say that rather than, oh, they're going to take our house. They're not going to take your house if you say, God will provide all my needs. God will provide all my needs. And you stay in the word until there's no fear in your heart. If you fear, you lose. But if there's no fear, there's peace, you know, passing all understanding. You have the word of God in your heart. Out of the abundance of your heart, your mouth speak. You speak the word of peace. So now you're like Jesus speaking over this storm. Now here comes the storm. You get a letter from SARS. Here comes the storm. You get a letter from the bank. Here comes the storm. You get this big bill that you have to pay or whatever, you know. 
Or, you know, you're in ministry and people don't pay money into the church or, you know, your partners don't show up for a month or two. Right? What do you say? What do you say? Oh, that guy, blah, blah, blah. No, never, never, never. You take this, look at the storm and you speak. Peace, be still. And you say the word of the Lord. God will provide all of my needs. Thank you, Lord, for providing. Thank you, Lord. I'm excited to see how it's going to come this time. But thank you, Lord, that you are faithful to your word. And you meditate. You think, man, I've done what the word says. I've sown seed. I've, I've contributed. I've paid tithes. I've, you know, I've given. So thank you, Lord, that uh, they, I, I have my faith actions are there. There's seed in the ground. We pray for supernatural rain on the seed. And then you prophesy the harvest. Thank you, Jesus. There's going to be prophecy. There's going to be a harvest. And then you pray for the people. You say, Lord, all the people that, uh, that gave, thank you, Lord, for a great harvest for them. And you pray for them. Lord Jesus, everyone that was supposed to give, we pray that you move them by your spirit to give. And then you pray, Lord Jesus, everyone that wanted so much, so, so desired so much to give but couldn't. Lord, I pray that you give seed to the sower and bread to, to the eater. So Lord, bless them with seed so that they can fulfill the desire of giving that they have, that they want to be used by you in providing. And then also bread for eating and give them a harvest of the seed. So pray for them. Always speak the word of God and say something good. And you will see God breaking through for you. Right? Don't look at the circumstances and blab out the circumstances and cause yourself to fear. It's, it's not going to change anything. It's not going to make anything better. Instead, it's making things worse. And you're filling your whole body with depravity. Right? So you think you say something in this area, it's not going to affect you. And in, in a week's time, you start struggling with something completely different. You cursed someone in the shopping mall, and later you start struggling with something completely different. Hey, get your tongue in check. So thanks. just say, Lord, thank you for your grace. Your grace is always greater. Thank you for your blood. Thank you that you've cleansed me. Thank you that I'm born of your word. Thank you that I'm filled with your Holy Ghost. Lord, fill my heart and my mind with your spirit. Read the word, and then you start speaking the word. Uh, if there's something that the spirit uh, shows you to repent of, I'm saying think differently of and turn from and stop saying and stop doing, then do it. Then respond promptly. Respond immediately and get the stuff out. Okay? So... If, if, if may God uh, speak to your conscience about what you say in the moment and then listen to the Spirit of God. Okay, so I hope this has blessed you. May you just experience glory and power and signs and wonders and miracles, the Spirit boundlessly, without measure, because you hear the Word of God, you treasure it in your heart, you meditate on it, and you speak the Word only. All right. So be blessed, everyone. Let me just greet a few people. Hello, Dini and Surain Klute from Poch. Bless you. Hello, Maas. Lekker om te sien. Marosa. Hi, Janine. I greeted you earlier. Uh, yes, amen, amen. Awesome. Uh, thank you. <laughs> Aaron Michaels, bless you also. Um, you're really a, 
uh, it's, it's always good to see your name there. You know, I'd like to meet you in person one day. All right, so be blessed, everyone. I hope you have an amazing day. There's the email address, so you can send us testimonies, or you can send us, you know, questions or whatever. So be blessed, everyone. Have an amazing day. We'll see you again tomorrow morning. Be blessed. Thank you.